I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Guys, do you know, like, how cute May is now with that little bow and, like, she's just wearing a little fanny pack and I just, it's just you Ethan, know... It's... Ethan, stop. Stop. We've been meaning to tell you this. You have a problem. Yeah, yeah the problem is, is, is that May is not in my life right now. No, 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 so no, no. The problem is she's, she's, a, she's a cartoon. She's real to me, damn it. This is an intervention, Ethan. Uh, we need you to sit down over there, and we'll talk to you about your love of hentai and all things anime. My, wait, my wait, love wait. is pure. My love for May is pure. No, it's not, Ethan. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Grab your friends, it's that time again. again Listen to the show with a fellow never ends It's Bucko Bucko Oh yeah Bucko It's your host, Trigger Dash And your co-host, Larry Pat It's Bucko and welcome to the 158th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, the reluctant Ethan, and Pokemon News reporter Viger. And we're here to bring you another Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. For those of you who are new, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. And Pokemon are... Underground Champions League, oh yeah! <laughs> if you didn't listen to the theme song already. And we are going to talk to you about Pokemon, all things Pokemon. Uh, today we'll get later into the topic, but at the beginning, I'd like to ask you guys, what have you been doing Pokemon-wise this week? Or recently, since the last time you were on the episode, but both of you were on last week, so... I... I've been playing a lot of Smash, which is super Pokemon related. Yeah, kind um, of Pokemon. I've I've been I've been home for for Thanksgiving break mm-hmm. uh, ever since the last episode, and I have not gotten a chance to play very much of uh, Alpha That's Sapphire. But I got Smash under my belt. How about you, Viger? I'm currently grinding away at the Battle Rat Resort to get a whole bunch of items to help me battle with. Oh yeah, have you started so, ma- building a competitive team? I know you're more like casual than competitive. I'm I'm getting into it. Just kind of takes time to get all this stuff situated and everything. Need those ah. air balloons. <laughs> so I haven't actually finished the game yet. I I'm like at the seventh badge. I finished that recently, right. last night, and so I'm hoping tonight and tomorrow I can get to the end. 
So we'll see what happens. And uh, I actually finally got a camera, so hopefully we'll start doing YouTube stuff again Woo! soon. So Woo! maybe very soon. I'll talk to Shamu. Either way, I guess that's all for introductions and talking about what we've been doing. So let's get going to the news. Cue that um, epic um, music. Whatever it Town Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. The news is actually very light this week, considering Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire just came out. And so there's a load of stuff about that where you can go read all over the internet about it. First of all, if you've got uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, there's already a patch to fix it. I heard this was because really? there was actually a, a glitch in the game code. So if the poke say you had a uh, metang holding metagrossite, and mm-hmm. somebody used knock off like in game, ooh, the megastone would actually get knocked off. So you oh, lose no. the megastone forever, right? Oh, that's, that's crazy. Good. Yeah, and so they had to make a patch to fix it. Well, that's good. At least they pa- at least they did patch it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that seems like a really terrible like. Well, it seems like a very specific and very small thing. It's not like no. It's, it, you say small, but like that's, that's still metagross. No, that's a big that's, deal. No, I agree. That's a big deal. I agree. I, well, metagrossite isn't just like exclusive to the to the download. You can find it at the Pokemon League. But still. okay, but still, <laughs> if you want, like, if you want to use it during the game, and yeah, no, that still sucks. If you want to have that epic shiny mega metagross and Steve. Well, it's not even just that. Meta- it was just megastones in general. So say you had like metatitite or uh, metichamite on a metatite instead. Or any other Pokemon that's not Medicham. It would knock mm-hmm. it off. Still, yeah, the same thing. And so you'd, lo- you'd lose your Megastone that you went through the entire game to get. Honestly, yeah. at least it's not bad. At least it was in like, the first week they caught it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, we that's, not, that's not bad. And, you know, I think there's like one trainer with knockoff or something that would have done it by accident. Right. During the in-game mode. But if you have the time, please go ahead, patch your game. This is your lovely PSA from the Puckle Podcast. I, I would argue, even if you don't have the time, make the time. <laughs> that's, that's probably a true statement on top of it. So let's see. On top of that, let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, their Eon ticket's the biggest news that yeah. is definitely going on. Eon for... ticket, but there was a little bit of news in the anime department. Oh, go with but... that first. Yeah, it's uh, coming December 25th, ironically, for Christmas in Japan. There's going to be a huge plethora of new episode titles that was leaked. Uh, most of them are kind of filler until the mm-hmm. next gym battle or the next caught Pokemon. Pretty much the episodes encompass Ash making his way over to the Koi Marine gym so that he challenges the grass-type gym leader Ramos and his Go-Goat. Mm-hmm. The title implies that at this point... Ash's Froakie will have evolved into a Frogadier because the, gym, the title of the episode actually has Frogadier versus Go Go. Okay, so, well that's understandable then. <laughs> yeah. That's we. I think I it's also you... been known for a while with the movie poster that yeah. Ash's Froakie was going to evolve. Yeah, and now we'll just have to wait and see if he goes all the way to Green Ninja. But I hope he does. Like this is the first. This is legitimately the first time that any of Ash's Water type starters has evolved. Yeah. Like, he's only had one water-type Pokemon actually evolve, and that was Krabby into Kingler. 
Yeah, but he never used it. Yeah. Never. Well, he used it more than a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But I think that's like the second most interesting episode title that was revealed because mm-hmm. the next one that follows it, and I'm going to let people listening kind of mull this one on around in their heads, but the title says Ash and Serena's First Date, The Valtry <laughs> and the Present. Oh, man. Nothing let will come the of that. shipping intensify. Nothing, nothing will come of that. Nothing? You don't think so? You think they'll just break up and then they'll just quit the whole romance thing that they've been trying to do for like the past year and a half? Yes. In yeah. anime, there's never a successful resolution. <laughs> it's, it's, there are very anime, few they could think of. Like, like Toradora does. Chunibyo. Do Sorry, I just, I just started. I just, my mind just went to a world of anime and started thinking about anime girls, so... Oh, you need help, buddy. Again. <laughs> I need help finding my way into a TD world. Hopefully the <laughs> Oculus Rift will do it for me. Oh, well, moving on from that, because that is a very interesting idea. That, that is Ash, very interesting. That they might actually the first, make that's Ash. Like the first, that is the first time in, like, the entire Pokemon series ever since Ash got a kiss from that Latias girl. Yeah, that's true. In Pokemon Heroes, this is the first time that any sort of, like, even slightly romantic mm-hmm. thing has been happening in the Pokemon anime yeah. other than Brock getting all lovey-dovey with the next hot girl that he sees. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how that pans out. Probably won't pan out to anything because this is the Pokemon anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Don't well, so. moving on from the anime, we should move on to the Eon ticket because that is a big news. And I know a lot of people are actually really confused about this. Uh, first of all, if you've never played the original Ruby and Sapphire, you're probably wondering, what is this Eon ticket? And the Eon ticket, I know we talked about it a couple episodes before, but it was, uh, essentially an event that you got back in Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, where you could actually go in, and you'd get this ticket, and the ferry would take you to the Southern Island, and you would be able to catch the other Laddie twin that wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. So if you caught Latios... Using the Eon ticket, you could go back and catch Latias. Uh, best thing about this is I still have my original Eon ticket because the event was not like uh, plug it in and somebody gives it to you via some other game card. It was a card that was sent to you from Nintendo Power. And you had oh, to swipe it in an e-reader. Oh my god! To make it happen. The cool thing about it, though, which they're actually playing on now, is that if you mixed records with somebody... Mm-hmm. They would get the Eon ticket. That's the way that we're that they're kind of implying now. The Eon yeah. ticket can actually be passed through Street Pass. Yes, exactly. If somebody has it and has Street Pass on, they can pass a copy of the Eon ticket over to somebody who doesn't. Yes, I know so it's out sense. in uh in Europe, but we are an American Pokemon podcast, so we should focus on that. Yeah. Even though I know nah. we do have some European listeners. Nah, let's not worry about the Europe thing. <laughs> I think it's well, they just got the game, okay? They just got the game. They, they just, haven't figured it out yet. They're just enjoying it. Yeah. They just got the game fun. on Friday, so. But uh, Eon Ticket is going to be distributed two ways in the U.S. One, they're going to be play Pokemon Leagues that have the uh, Eon Ticket already on the games. Mm-hmm. And they're, so that means go to your Pokemon League, go visit and grab the Eon Ticket from them by turning on your street pass. And second of all, you need to go ahead and they're also giving it away until January 14th at the Nintendo World Store. So there's going to be a bunch of people in New York just getting it. Speaking of Pokemon Leagues, and this just dawned on me, the yeah. uh, location for the next, for the 2015 Pokemon World Championships Oh, that was has, yeah. 
yeah, has been announced it's going to be in Boston. So if any of you Puckalonians are in the Boston area, you should probably enlist. I know King Bomb was talking about it, so. Let's see. Also, um, I'm also considering going, depending on how I feel about driving to Boston. It's a a, struggle. Yeah, I imagine it's a struggle. You have to make a somewhat similar trip all the time. Yeah, yeah, I do. I have to make it tomorrow morning. (laughs) Oh, great. And so... The Eon ticket, back to that, is get distributed via Street Pass. So you have to make sure that once you get the Buzz Nav for your PokéNav Plus, mm-hmm. that you turn on the Street Pass so that you're able to receive Street Passes for the game. Now, do you know, know or Ethan, Viger, Ethan, do you know if to have the Street Pass work, you need to have the game open while your DS is closed? The, the, the way that I look at it, Street Pass only works if like your DS is in standby, meaning yes. like it's closed. That's mm-hmm. when I see that Street Pass actually does anything. Because yeah. it's like, the DS will actually tell you if it actually got a Street Pass hit, because mm-hmm. the little like well, light on green. it will blink green. Yeah, and that'll say like Street Pass activity has just been yeah. registered, okay. whether... Whether it be a me dropping by or maybe mm-hmm. an Eon ticket popping Hopefully an in. Eon ticket. I think the Eon ticket thing will pick up real fast, though. Especially mm-hmm. with New York. Because you can get them not only from going to New York and running into somebody who's been there. But you can also get it from Nintendo's own locations. And I know a lot of GameStops are Nintendo's own locations. It's going to be spreading faster than Ebola by now. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to spread pretty fast. It's going to spread pretty fast. The kind of thing you want to pick up from somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Not like you know what you, you know what you can't pick things up from 2D girls. You're you're done, <sighs> Ethan. You you're not, done. You're out of here. You're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta make you stop. You, you you need some help. You have a serious problem, man. Yeah. So serious love problem. <laughs> so after uh, we're gonna take care of Ethan after this short break. Hey everyone, if you haven't signed up for the Puckle website, I really think you should. Just by going to PucklePodcast.com and creating an account, you can earn badges for doing things such as liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Tumblr, and reviewing us on iTunes. All these things help us out. Not to mention, you can come by the chat box, talk to our members, build a little bit of community, make some friends. All helps out Puckle in the long run. Maybe you want to write for the website. You're more than welcome to by contacting us through PucklePodcast at gmail.com or filling out the application on the website. Also, don't be afraid to email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. You don't always need to email us about the mailbag question. We'll probably still read your email on the show, so feel free to do so. You guys always make up about 20 minutes of every episode, so we look forward to your feedback. Also, if you're feeling very generous, you can donate to Puckle by just going to the donations tab on the website. So I'm Trainer Thatch, and I'm looking forward to meeting you guys at pucklepodcast.com. And on to the topic today. For those of you who cannot read, we are talking about the Pokenav Plus. I figured we'd keep riding that Oraz hype train because Woo-hoo! the reason I've been playing for an entire week and have only gotten to the 7th badge is because of this Pokenav Plus. So much to do. There really is. Awesome. It's actually crazy. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we say anything, we are not going to go over the... Uh, the uh, What did I just say? The Playnav. Because the Playnav, I've definitely done an episode on. It's just and the PSS, Pokemi, and Super Training from It's X. everything that X and Y had on this bottom screen. And I've heard a lot of people complain that it's clunky. And I can agree to some extent with the PlayNav. 
but honestly, I don't know that I care that much. It's because of everything else they've put on that bottom screen with the Pokenet Plus. I can accept the clunk- clunkiness, the the clunkiness to get to the PSS. Use your words, Satch. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can allow them to make it as clunky as they want to get to the PSS as long as they give me awesome things. It's not like it's not like transferring Pokemon with Pokemon Bank. Oh, that is the clunkiest thing in the world. Well, I would say it it shapes up a lot better by transferring from X and Y to Oras. Oh, I'll agree with you. That's but, pretty simple. But trying using the Poke Transporter to get stuff from mm-hmm. Black and Y, Black Two and Y Two over to the 3DS, that is a pain, right there. Because you agree can with only you. you have to do it box by box. You load up the transfer box. Then yeah. you transport them. Then you have to take the game out and put the new game in, and then you have to put them into the new game, and then you have to switch the games out again, then you put them in the game, and it's... Uh... I haven't decided yeah. if I'm going to use Pokemon Bank or just trade them, because I need to figure out whether or not it's worth throwing my items over there. Because I've heard that like Garchompite and Lucariaite and Oras are very difficult to get. Yeah, Garchompite, you need to collect a thousand flags Yeah, secret bases. I haven't even d- gotten one yet. Nuts. But then so, again, it's Garchomp bite. Yeah, it's not like the greatest one ever. But it's not. It's not a total loss, but it's still like really. It's kind of like that jump. one. It would just bother me not having it. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> this is annoying me. I need it's like, it. It's like having a perfect like wall and missing that one piece. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and you uh, gotta you gotta find a thousand flags in order to get that yeah, one. Yeah, and I hear that's uh, that's pretty difficult from what I hear. Are we gonna do a, Are we gonna do an episode on secret bases? At some we, point? Should. we should. We should. I, yeah. I think they're really interesting now. Yeah, Maybe we should do that like, next week. We should also like have it. Uh, all of us have like a little voice recording. It's like I'm Viger, and my super secret base is located, and then the yeah. location come battle me or something. Yeah, we should do that. And what we should do is we should actually have a thread for that somewhere. On oh the yeah, website. That, do that. I think we I should thought, do that ne- next I, week. Next week, that's going to be the episode topic. There you, there you go, go, Ethan. Super secret bases. Don't You're welcome. Genius. <laughs> now I need to figure out how to transfer them. Yeah. All right. To, so way. let's talk about Pokenav Plus though, instead of super secret bases. So, on the, topic. the so which, first, which yeah, part let's do we that. start with? The first thing, and probably the biggest thing to talk about, is the Dex Nav. This thing is just Ooh. what set me off, and it just made this game awesome for me. Because I, I not only, not like, it's it's like going through a completely different game with this. And this is, I, I really hate the fact that we have a remake where this feature pops up. Because cool features pop up in remakes all the time. Well, by all the time, I mean in the past two remake games. And they always just disappear, and people are just like, I want that back. So I know the DexNav is going to be one of those things that people just want to complain have, that's not, not in Gen 7. Be like, Pokemon's, why is it there? Pokemon like the C is going to come out. Yeah. It's, it's like the touchscreen in, in uh, Soul Silver and uh, Heart Gold is like, we've been I've been wanting that back forever, and they took it away from me. Yeah, they had, they're allowed to have your lead Pokemon follow you in the actual game outside oh, of battles, and then they out the door with you. Yeah, and so the Dexnav for those of you who haven't played the game or have only gotten through the first ten minutes of it, uh, is actually this really cool feature where it kind of replaces the Friend Safari in the game, in that you can find Pokemon with great IVs, up to three perfect IVs, so three thirty ones. You can find a Pokemon with an egg move, and you can find which is better than the Friend Safari, the egg move mm-hmm. thing. 
and you can possibly find them with its uh, with its hidden ability. It's really and nice. What's even better is once you find all of the Pokemon in the area, you can just tap on the Pokemon and then search for that Pokemon. Yeah. So it's, it's even it, easier. It makes it makes finding Pokemon a lot less asinine. No, it it's really just, does. It really, really does. It makes it a lot simpler. That's and I, I really like the way that fast. they introduced it to you by making you catch a Poochiana at the beginning that has mm-hmm. an elemental thing. Right. And that was definitely one of my favorite things with it. And I spent, like, the first, as I said last week, I spent the first, like, two hours of the game just going around, tapping on things, doing it. And, like, even my uh, fiancé, she's playing the game, and she's playing, like, uh, the Dex Nav not only does that, but it'll also let you know if you've caught all of the Pokemon on the route. Yeah. And she has never been one to, like, try to, quote-unquote, catch them all. She's not a completionist. Yeah, exactly. And so... She's doing it now because she wants that little crown in the corner for every route <laughs> I, that says I I've caught them that. all. I think that, that like this game is the first one where I feel kind of incentivized to go do that, mm-hmm. and it feels yeah. easier now. I agree makes with me, that. It makes me feel because I never realized how many Pokemon I actually never actually see in this game because <laughs> I I left X and Y with a Dex that had over six hundred different Pokemon at least registered. Like mm-hmm. I ne- I didn't catch six hundred and five of them. Christ, yeah. I know I never did that. But then I transfer all the Pokemon that I have from X and Y over to Oraz, and then suddenly I'm only up to only four hundred and ninety. I'm like, where are the others? Where are the others? I had all over six hundred on my old decks. Yeah, then I well, realize um... it's like all the it's all these breeding or mm-hmm. other Pokemon that I just don't ever see. Exactly. Or it's like in the case of like the Kanto starters, they're just not in the game no matter how hard you do try. They well the Kanto starters are an X and Y. And yeah. not only and that, don't... those are incredibly easy to find on the GTS. Yeah. Still. Other than that, you can find uh all of the starters are in this game, honestly, mm-hmm. which is actually really, really cool. You just have to do the you just have to do the Pokemon League a couple of times yeah. and then you'll always <laughs> run into Professor Virch. I found it really funny. The way that works is uh, the second time you run into Professor Birch and he's being chased by a Pokemon, he's being chased by a Shroomish. And then you get <laughs> one of the uh, Unibo Gen 5 starters. Yeah. And then the third time around, when you go through the Pokemon League again, or mm-hmm. whatever, the next time you go around, you see Professor Birch being chased by one of the moving, the one of the Machoke movers with a box. He's literally like <laughs> holding the box, running after <laughs> running after Professor Birch, he's like, I thought this was a wild Machoke, but no, it's just one of the movers. I'm like, he's holding a box. Does that <laughs> set something off? But then you get you get one of the uh, Gen Four starters mm-hmm. after that, and then or I'm I'm getting I'm getting mixed up. First time you complete the league and you find Professor Birch being chased by another Pokemon, yeah, you get a Gen Two starter. Okay. Second time around, you encounter him with the Machoke you get a Gen 5 starter. It's the last time that you go around and you see him being chased around by his wife because he thought she was a Pokemon. What? You get the Gen 4 starter. That's hilarious. I am not making this That's up. Hilarious. That's hilarious. I didn't know that he did that. I thought it was just like, oh, congratulations <laughs> for doing this. Here, have a Pokemon. Yeah, you don't even, you don't even like, battle. It's just like, quick, get a Pokemon out of the bag. And then you pick the Pokemon. It's like, oh, everything's resolved. Thank you. Oh, you can just keep the Pokemon. Just yeah, keep okay. it. And he walks off with the Pokemon. That's actually, that I, I don't mind that at all. It's not like Emerald, though, where you had to complete the uh, Hoenn decks, and then you got a Gen 2 starter. Ugh. And you just kind of, like, walk in. That was a chore. 
Because back in the day, you had to have a link cable to do that. That sounded like a chore. That is a chore. That is a chore. I did it, and it's a chore. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chore. But, you know, this DexNav, though, is definitely one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things that they've ever done. Like, I'm kind of upset that there's still not a Pokewalker. I would really like renewed Pokewalker support. Or yeah, even something where they'll let me, like, put them in the daycare, and then I can put on my street pass and just can hold you, it up, throw I it in my also, pocket, and just walk. I'm just also pointing this out. There are actually two daycares in Ores. Yeah, that's what I heard. There's one There's one really? right outside of New Mobile mm-hmm. City. Like, on the left side. Yeah, going, just where it was in the original uh, where Ruby and Sapphire. And now there's one at the Battle Resort. Yeah, well, they did it so, like, the Battle Resort is pretty much where you just live. Yeah. After you beat the sick. game. For those competitive players, you just go and live in the battle resort, and you can just breed and fight to your heart. Get content. battle points and get no move kidding. tutors. For there's all you even want. like a whole bunch of people that are actually like sponsoring the world po- the Pokemon World Championship in real life. Really? It's like I'm training for the Pokemon World Championship, and it's highlighted in blue. You should probably do that yourself. And it's like, wait, what? that real thing that's happening in Boston in my world? <laughs> huh. And then they are talking to like, so, then I, I walk into some house and it's like, this guy sitting at the table, he participated in the world, Pokemon World Championships. And again, Pokemon World Championship is in blue. Blatant, yeah. blatant advertisement. So It'd be kind of silly there. if they like updated it through the internet for like which location it's at. That's like the hollow, the hollow thingy or thing. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be just an interesting feature. Holocaster, that's what it is. I'd be kind of cool with that. And also just a fun thing, the guy that they're pointing at being in the Pokemon League, Pokemon World Championships, he speaks in complete Japanese. Like, it's literally <laughs> just a bunch of squiggles. And then you can clearly see where he says Pokemon World Championships. <laughs> it's just a little bit of Japanese that's shaded blue. I'm like, really? <laughs> back anyway, on back topic. to the Dex Nav. <laughs> back to the Dex Nav. Uh, so, before I finish up the Dex Nav, Dex Nav I just want to say, like, not only can you, like, pick out which Pokemon you can see, but you can also, before you battle it, like, it comes up on the Dex Nav, what it is, what the move it has is, yeah, it's what like, its ability what is, it, and how many it. perfect IVs it has. So, just, if it's not good enough, you can just leave, and then just try again. Away from it. You don't have to constantly yeah. encounter Pokemon for Pokemon and waste yeah. your time trying to find this stuff. I even heard that uh, the Dex Nav allows for a higher shiny percentage. Yes. And is that I've potential? That is potential the thing that indicates the IVs? It is. So one star means one perfect IV, two stars means two perfect IVs, and three stars means three. Three is the highest. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you you can pick out which ones you really want. Yeah, so if you find, like, you can see the ability beforehand. So say you're, like, searching for a Pokemon with a specific ability. You're It'll done. even tell you what move it's going to use first when you yeah. encounter it. Yep. So you know when it's going to use Fake Out or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, moving on to not-so-cool features. <laughs> yeah, have... everything else is just, like, super inferior to the Dex Nav. The Dex Nav but... is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it is 
it's just literally like walking around with your Pokedex open all the time and actually using it for its intended purposes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Instead of just like cataloging Pokemon. No, I would like, have to agree with you completely. It is more of like an anime style Pokedex than, or not even that, more of a manga style Pokedex. The, Poke the, the Dexnav is actually even able to pick up Pokemon that are just standing next to the trainer in the overworld. Like That's yeah. what I was going to ask. You that's really up, cool. Yeah. You walk up to like a Wismer just standing there, and the Pokedex, and I keep saying Pokedex, the Dexnav will automatically pick up, yeah, that's a Wismer, and it will log it if you haven't seen it yet, like in battle. It'll just automatically log it right there. So you don't even have to battle certain Pokemon in order for the Dexnav to even register. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it it just it's cutting corners, but in a good sense. Because right. now the struggle isn't so real. So, moving on to the area nav, which is another feature of the dex nav. Now, I had only used this for uh, for a map until I realized it had a bunch of really, really cool things. First yeah. of all, I didn't realize that was where the trainer's eye feature from uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald was hidden. Mm -hmm. So you can just tap it and find out which trainers are ready to rematch. Yeah. And, and then what's even nicer is you can fly to that specific location. You don't have to fly to a city. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to... You, don't you have can to just... You can fly right to that route, and you're good to go. That's and cool. And it's just like, I never was able to fly to a route, period. And now you're saying I can? Well, what's been that stopping huge. me before? Yeah. I but there's also, a lot of cool things. Not only can you see that, but you can also see where other secret bases are. Yeah. Which is probably one of the cooler features, especially talking about the super secret bases like we were beforehand. Mm -hmm. Where you need to find those, you need to find a thousand of them so that you can get your Garchompite. It's almost uh, like you want to make your own map. It's like, okay, this guy's secret base is here because the area nav says it is. Okay, and you draw your little map there. And it's like, okay, I need to visit these, these, and these places today, and then tomorrow I can visit these other places. And then, uh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> What's even better is that it also allows a map for you to find where your berries are ready to be harvested. Because yeah, I know that was definitely one of my major things when I was playing the original Ruby and Sapphire was that when I would uh, when I'd when I'd grow the berries I'd forget where I'd grown them. Yeah, and there's so many berry patches located around Hoenn. Ethan can probably attest. I, I can confirm. Um, but it's <laughs> really it's it's crazy how much they've streamlined. Like I I I was actually um, when I, I I joke, but when I was a wee lad, I was actually really into the berry making. Like, yeah, I don't know no, what I agree. Lad. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it's they've streamlined it and made it really fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really, I really appreciate the fact that I can just tap on it and it'll show me where the berries are. Because I, as much as I like X and Y and their berry farming system, where you cross point breed and everything, which yeah. is really cool in its own own right. But I really liked the like this was the original style of berry growing. Yeah, in Pokemon because you would go, like... you'd plant it in some spots that you found earlier. And you'd go pick the berries when you're done. Yeah. And I really I really like that I can actually keep track of this. And they try to do the same thing. They try to do something similar in uh, Diamond and Pearl, actually, with yeah. the Poke Etch. And hopefully, and I think this is a bit more successful. And it's also a lot easier because once you can soar, you can just kind of <laughs> go right there and pick yeah. up the berries. It's like, how many people here are actually using the Eon Flute rather than HM Fly? Exactly. There's I'm, no, there's no pros, and that's another thing. Soaring is another thing that they added in this remake that they are going to kick out of it, and people are going to complain and complain and complain. 
Because, and no offense, it kind of defeats the purpose of Fly. I'm Mike fine with defeating the purpose shot. of Fly. I think this is the first step into uh, them it's getting actually, rid of HMs, which they're never going to do. But yeah, they're never <laughs> going to do that. But it's it's it. I consider it to be very immersive when you think about it. It's like you literally hop on your Pokemon, you take to the skies, and no, you I agree with that. And I would really to your location. I would really Actually. like for it to be more of a like not just depending on Latios or Latios. Yeah. I would really like it to be like, food. oh, I can hop on my Pokemon. It obviously can fly. So yeah, <laughs> let's just go. Introduce- introduce a new item called the soaring flute or something yeah that's just like cool. hop on your hop on a pokemon that can fly and it's just like hop on a flying type pokemon of reasonable size and take to the skies because how many fletchlings are gonna be am i gonna need to lift me through the sky i don't want to see that <laughs> all right and moving on to the final part yeah. of the pokenav plus is the buzznav the what the buzznav the what the buzz, 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 nav. Oh, uh, that thing I never use. Exactly. Yep. And well, it's one of it's actually it, it, it in a sense for those of you who've played the original Ruby and Sapphire, this kind of replaces the TV, in where you would mix records and then you'd hear about a lot of people going around doing things. I did and, notice that when I I for whatever reason I had the buzz nav open when I was going through the Pokemon League for the first time, and the buzz nav was actually keeping track of my progress. As I went through the Elite Four, and it's like, we're cheering for you, Viger. May over here says that she's also cheering for you. <laughs> Mom and Dad are also got your back, and no, go no, no. get them, Tiger. And I'm like, I really, I really cool. like it as that to some extent. Uh, you also need to have the BuzzNav activated to activate Street Pass for the game, so that you can get that Eon ticket. <laughs> that's, but, that's something. You know, maybe you don't get an Eon ticket, but maybe you meet, you're mixing records with somebody. Honestly, it was kind of nice to actually hear about other players that aren't you. Yeah. It's kind of, a, it, it, like you said, to some extent, it's immersive. It's immersive. Because that's what, that's what makes Living this... in the Pokemon world with other people who are playing Pokemon. Yeah. Who also want to live in the Pokemon world. Yeah, you have your own little Or one of the Eon hut. ticket. One of the you have two, your own uh, little hut in a tree or a cave yeah. or a bush. And you're just like chilling out in the world. And it's like, this is my place. Yeah, it's exactly not, it's exactly like that. I'm just not some trainer who does have a home but prefers living on the streets. <laughs> it's really it's really nice to see something like that, and it's really 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 immersive when you mm-hmm. get to things like that. I we should definitely do a secret face episode. I want to do yes. that next. We should probably also pair like the contests with that as well. Just possibly kind of, they go, that's they go hand in hand a little bit there. But do they? Well, they were kind of so. they were announced at the same time. They both. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Well, I'm meaning th- there's. That's like similar. saying that's like saying Smash Brothers and Pokemon have everything to do with each other because they were they were released on the same day. Like I'm just I'm just saying I don't know. What are you talking <laughs> about? Know. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I don't. Are you kidding me? Pokemon's taking over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing B. I know. Uh, but. It's a great, it's a great feature. Like this entire the the Poke the Poke Plus is definitely like the Pokenav was something I kind of just like threw to the side in Ruby and Sapphire, and I didn't really care too much about. I used it for a town map that was just in the start menu, yeah. and now it's become something a lot more with the Dexnav, especially with the Dexnav. I can't I can't talk can't. about the Dexnav enough, and can't stop looking at it, <laughs> using it. Yeah, I have that up more than I had the PSS up, and I was enthralled with the PSS when it came out next and Y. That was it was very very helpful with yes. negotiating various 
Now, the one thing I do have to complain about this game is that I'm not sure that this game is actually very, like, not already playing Pokemon friendly. I don't know if, like, if this was somebody's first game, I don't know that they would be able to handle it. There's so many features. This, I would say the Pokenet Plus is not for the casual player. Well, I wouldn't say for the casual, but for, like, somebody to first pick up, like, it's really good for all fans of the franchise already. But for people who just picked up the game, I would be freaking out seeing the Pokenav Plus. There's just I I kind of disagree. You uh, think so? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be happy to have the town map on the bottom screen. Okay, that's fair. Regardless of like if 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 they're if you're new, like you might have to, if you've never played this region before, it'll help with navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I don't see it being like a barrier to entry to anybody. I'm not saying it's a barrier to entry. Like these are all obviously like extra things they've added into the Pokemon game. Right. But, you know, if you want to actually get that much deeper into it, I think having all of these little extra features instead of just, like, the three that we had in X and Y on the right. bottom screen, I think that could be a little overwhelming. If you get my just, it's, there's just a lot of stuff going on down there. Yeah. Dude, so you don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good time to wrap up our topic, unless you guys have anything else to add. Nope. I, don't, I like it. It's good. I like it. So I guess we'll go to commercial and we'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Trainer Thatch and I'm here to bring to you a new product by the Devon Corporation, the Pokenav Plus. The Pokenav Plus does everything. It shows you wild Pokemon, it brings up the town map for you, and it can also bring up the news. Not only that, it can fry a whole Farfetch'd in under 10 minutes. So buy the Pokenav Plus today from the Devon Corporation for the low, low price of $3.99.99. Poke of the Episode. And welcome back to the Puckle Podcast. We are here today with our Poke of the Episode, National Dex number 83, Farfetch'd, the Wild Duck Pokemon. According to the Pokemon Red and Blue Pokedex, the sprig of green onions it, it holds is its weapon. It is used much like a used much like a metal sword. Is it like a metal sword? Like, does he wield it like a sword, or does it hurt like a metal sword? That's the question. Or does it yes. cut things like a metal <laughs> sword? Because I can honestly tell you, probably not. It's I don't just, know. It's just a it's just a glorified weed. It's we chose me. Farfetch this week because Scrawn wrote about it in in the meta, in breaking the meta. I think he cho- chose a different name for the uh, article this week because I asked him to do uh, Farfetch'd or Ho or something turkey-like for Thanksgiving. Uh, for those of you in the U.S., he celebrated Thanksgiving on Thursday. And for those of you not in the U.S., Thanksgiving happened in the U.S. We just ate <laughs> roughly our weight in food and crashed yeah. on the couch to exactly and farfetch is a duck which is close enough to a turkey which is what we traditionally eat so farfetched yeah he actually oh, yeah. does not seem terrible competitively he was kind of one of those weird pokemon that i grew up seeing it's just like oh no i stand corrected his stats are oh they're, they're their stats are balls like they're just <laughs> terrible they're like, horrible like, his, his, his highest attack his his highest uh, stat his highest stat is his attack at a base sixty five. Somebody Garbage. get this thing in Evolution Stone or a Mega Stone. Stat. That's horrible. <laughs> and his typing's not great either. It's normal flying. It's not, it's not bad. Av- it's not your... horrible, but it's not great. You know, it gives you ground and ghost immunity. Which That's are, true. Like ground is okay. Ghost not so much. Pokemon imaginable. 
And we have, uh... We do have several, uh, nice little trivia facts. Oh, go for it. Farfetch'd is the only Pokemon with an apostrophe in its name. Not to be confused with the with Flabebe, which just has a little accent mark over one of its E's. But no, this is a complete apostrophe, but with a D. And this goes against everything that I was taught in English class. He does have a really cool, uh... He does have a really cool ability in Defiant, which I think is really cool. Fun fact, Farfetch is NU, so it's like the worst of the worst. What does Defiant do exactly? Defiant is actually a really cool ability. It's his hidden ability. So Defiant, what happens is uh, it boosts his attack two stages for every time his stats get dropped. So like say he gets thrown in and you um, like then somebody with Intimidate comes yeah. in, lowers it by one stage, his... Defiant will raise it by two stages. That's actually that, really that's cool. I just wish it was on a better poke. Well, it, it, it is. It's on a lot of better Pokemon. Actually, uh, Bisharp is a very common one in the VGCs. Like, they'll, he'll be a lead when you see somebody's obviously going to do like a double intimidate. Yeah. And you throw out your Bisharp and then you get a plus two to attack. You know? So next level tech. Here's, yeah. something that's, here's something that's interesting about Farfetch'd and this kind of goes and coincides with the commercial we just did, and Thanksgiving. According to the anime, Farfetch'd are rare because they have been overhunted for food. Yeah, this I heard about that. Farfetch'd yeah. is one of the few Pokemon confirmed to be used for food. No, they were really rare because the only way to get it Farfetch'd in Gen 1 would have been to potentially uh, trade for one with the Spearow. And it was always named Ducks. D-U-X. That's horrible. There was no breeding back then, name. so you couldn't just breed a new one and name it something else. Yeah, so even though ducks. I would like to bring up, on a competitive note, Farfetch, because that is what people listen to this segment for sometimes, mm-hmm. is that uh, not all, not on top, of, on top of Defiant, it also has a lot of things going for it. First of all, its stats do suck. We we agree, right, Ethan? Balls. Its stats are they are balls. balls, balls, balls. But and also, wait, 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 not done, not done. Well, I'm just his, also his saying, move pool is set. ginormous. Yeah, he's a very versatile Pokemon. He is. He is move pool is ginormous. He can do a lot of things, and you know who maybe else you could bring him in, pool? and you can like there haven't really there hasn't really been a competitive analysis done with him in the current meta game. Mm-hmm. But I have seen like back in older meta games such as Black and White, he could he could sometimes run a Swords Dance set where he could play off his huge base sixty five attack uh, and that Defiant ability. But uh, sometimes he could even quote unquote sweep in NU because <laughs> he has access to Leaf Blade and yeah. Brave Bird. He's got great coverage. He's yeah. got really good coverage, and you can't take that away from him at all. Like he he's could, got Leaf Blade can negate his Rock type weakness, mm-hmm. so that's that's exactly. something. And usually Rock type Pokemon are slow, so far fetched speed, yeah. I guess. If and you call it that. he also it has uh, access to U-turn. Poison Jab's nice. You, poison Jam is great now, especially with Fairy types. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in NU sometimes you have trouble with uh, Slurpuff and stuff. So. Yeah, it, it might. Actually, I don't know. I, maybe it's something to try out. Is that yeah. like his move pool is not at least at least it's not like some Pokemon who are just horrible, and then they're just yeah. like like he, they've got a higher attack than a special attack, but then their entire move pool is just special attacks. I think Brave Bird and, yeah. and Poison Jab are both 
both pretty decent options. Yeah. Brave Bird, Poison Jab. I would even say Leaf Blade. I would risk it to say Leaf Blade. If you can take um, the, uh, if you can take the recoil from Brave Bird. Yeah. Well, he also has. Well, he has uh, access, I believe, to Roost. So. Well, that's that's something. So yeah. he's got recovery. He's actually doing pretty decent. And I don't know why. I don't know. I guess those stats just don't have anything to talk about because they are just so horribly, horribly, laughably low. On the plus yeah. side, he has really cool sprites in every single game. <laughs> sprites are always on point. That is true. It also should be noted that Farfetch'd is so far the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 352. Yeah. Garbage. But that's still garbage. That's that's a garbage base stat total. That is a garbage. I really wish, because like, Farfetch'd garbage. actually looks like one of the cooler designs of Pokemon, even though it's literally just a duck. And I would really like to see him be useful somehow. It would be nice. Give him an evolution. Give him a mega. They're not going to give any more Pokemon evolutions, but that's that's a discussion for for another day. Powered this thing up. That's a discussion for another day. So, if you want to know more about Farfetch, you can check out Scrawn's article "Breaking the Meta" at PucklePodcast.com. So, I guess until then, we're going to head over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Top of the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, for the best email, we will be giving away the Green Tauros badge at PucklePodcast.com. So if you win it and you don't have an account, please let us know so it's easier for us to give it to you. So our first email is from TreeDude64, and he says, oh, well, for those of you who don't know what the uh, mailbag question is, it's what's your favorite part about Aura so far. So here we go. Hello, Thatch and others. TreeDude64 here. I'm sitting here in bed playing Alpha Sapphire with my Pokemon poster on the wall and my Oraz handbook next to me. Yeah, my mom is awesome. But anyway, let's talk about the game. I love the game. It just feels fluid. Eight-way movement feels restrictive now. So, Mailbag. I'd not like using starter Pokemon. They feel overpowered and take away from the challenge of the game. I usually use an Eevee as my starter, starter, transferring it from other games. I usually evolve it into a Leafeon, my favorite Eevee evolution, so you'd like playing this on hard mode. That's really cool, actually, <laughs> starting a game with an Eevee. I like yeah. that. So maybe, far, my maybe it's because t- I'm partial to Eevee. Yeah. yeah. So far, my team is Leafeon, Pancham, and Litleo. So are you playing X and Y, or...? <laughs> are you doing...? Because that's exactly, like, how you could start X and Y. I just Crazy. beat Watson, and that man and man, that battle was hard for my team. No ground type for me so far. The next mm-hmm. addition to my team will be Merrill from Route 117. Hope you guys are having fun with the game so far. TreeDude64. I am having it, fun. It is nice that he's kind of doing, like, a pseudo-Nuzlocke sort of run. I guess so. Game. I don't know if that's pseudo-Nuzlocke so much as I'm not using the starter. He's kind of using his own self-imposed rules. Yes, exactly game, what he's doing. So. I guess it's pretty fun. All right, you've got this next one, Ethan, from uh, Jedman. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Puckle Dudes, it is I, the listener with horrible grammar. But seriously, thanks for responding, or else I would have never known why you guys did not read my emails. Oh, for <laughs> those of you who don't understand that, if uh, you have atrocious grammar, 
I will email you back and let you know that. Because if you don't, like, capitalize the proper letters and uh, <sighs> you don't punctuate and stuff, it's really hard to actually read it on air because you get really, like, we just get tongue-tied trying to figure out what you're trying to say. Also, we're writer, all, like, functionally illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of emails, episode 151 was the first episode I emailed in. Uh, I emailed in. And in that episode, you did not give anyone the mailbag badge. So who was it? That is my no question. One. Jet no man, one got the now. badge. Maybe nobody deserved it. You ever consider that, Jed? <laughs> Come on. All okay. right. And Moving so you on. got this next one uh, from Renowned Zero. All right. Hey there, guys. I couldn't be around for the last episode due to my new job, which is going very well. Oh, good for you. Good for you, Renowned. Currently in Auras, I'm basically forsaking the metagame completely now that I've beaten the Elite Four. Soon enough, I'll transfer my Pokemon over to Omega Ruby, but at the moment, I'm obsessing over the super secret bases and contests. That's pretty much my email. You can read the paragraph below if you want to, but it's just a mind-blowing suggestion for Christmas shopping for your girlfriends slash boyfriends. Taste you later, Renown Zero. And... I actually pulled up the site that he... It's actually really cool. Read that read little thing you it, put it, on It is very, very nice. Uh, I know most of you are in some kind of relationship, and Christmas shopping is soon going to become a difficult part of your life. So try trinketgeek.com. I literally just found it while I was writing this email. I have no affiliation. They're just legit as hell. It's, re- it's relatively cheap jewelry, including cufflinks for guys. Oh, wow. That look that looks very well done. They have a section dedicated to Pokemon. Luxury Ball Pendant, Megastone Ring, Team Rocket, Cufflinks. I'll take them all. Forget my girlfriend, except I'll probably get her the shiny melodic themed pendant because she's that beautiful. Oh all. dude, they got pony stuff. Oh. <laughs> of course even. Now we're talking sun. These are really awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah they actually these- look really well done looking at them and they are very very nice i'm really liking the uh those pokeball keystone things yeah like so if you want to check it out it's uh trinketgeek.com so check there's it out. a pokemon theme section just follow mm-hmm. the pokemon exactly if you, if you if you and your significant other are both into uh into video games there is a there are a couple pendants. This is not an ad, by the way. I'm actually kind of startled yeah. by how cool these are. <laughs> I, I'm usually anti-shilling, but like, man, these are awesome. I can't even play. This is yeah. a real deal. So our mm-hmm. next, uh, our next email is from Shuckles. Thatch and Company. Thanks for inviting me to be on the show today. What have I been doing in Pokemon lately? Not playing Auras because I have to wait until mid-December since my wife is buying it for my birthday. Oh, you might think that as an adult, I should be able to go out and pick it up for myself. I have a nice paying job after all, but no, you don't cross the gift boundary with your wife. What game am I playing? Ugh, no, it's not the one you're going to buy me. It's the other version of the exact same game. It's just blue and has a different legendary in it. <laughs> in the meantime, I have to be—I have been very productive with my Pokemon Y. I have recently bred three, 13 Muna, all with the ability to synchronize and possessing only the natures I can't, care about. With these Muna, I went to the Friend Safari and caught a matching set of 13 Ditto. These will aid me to either catch all the legends of a specific nature, Muna's job, or help me with breeding natures easily for competitive use, Ditto's job. Yeah, so lots more boring than lots more boring than playing Auras, but I've been meaning to do for a long time. Actually, if you just want a 6 IV Ditto, it'll make life a lot easier too. Uh, <laughs> but we can go on the website. I believe Shamu has a bunch of them. Yeah. 
The last right. thing I wanted to do, let you know, I want to make make my time in Oraz more challenging. I will not use EXP share or my starter, and I want to solicit your help in my challenge. What six Hoenn original Pokemon would you suggest I use as I work through Oraz once I begin my journey? I want you to help me make this very difficult but rewarding journey. The only stipulation I will make is that you only list the evolved forms, no Wurmples or Surskits, and no typing can be repeated, i.e. Dustox, Beautifly, since both have bug typing. I will take this team to the Elite Four. I will be using an HM slave on occasion to assist me through through my Elite Four challenge. Uh, okay. Breloom. Breloom. Shiny Metagross. <laughs> Metagross. Sure. Yeah, Metagross is cool. Um, uh, Camera. No, the shiny one. <laughs> Camera is cool. You're naming off my team now, Ethan. Uh, Maybe it's you got good taste, bro. Uh, yeah. I have Right now, I'm running like Swampert, Metagross, Breloom, Camera uh that's a good team like i like I've the, got, like, everything uh, in there who else is in there I, I yeah it's just like gen 3 the team uh <laughs> who else do i have in there oh god i forget already oh manetric we gotta finish this off i have made and uh, something else i can't remember off the top of my head it's really oh, maybe oh no we already have grass types and so no ludicolo yeah it's not ludicolo i'm having uh, or as maybe anyway. how about a, how about a, a gardevoir in there no, no 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 i already have a i already have a sixth uh, oh you do yeah, I'm thinking about And besides, about who the it psychic is. is taken up by Metagross. Uh, oh, what I'm just the, running what? with the Glalie that you get in the game. How about oh, yeah, Ninjask? Yeah. No, not Ninjask. Forget Ninjask. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's speed boost, uh, I and thank you for your go. suggestions. Uh, oh, yeah, no. I think he should actually just use my team that I just said. Uh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> please come to a final decision, further. and I'll report back. At least something At least something starting in mid-December. Thanks for you all. Thanks for all you do, Shuckles. Nice. So. Before we go any further, I'm still looking at trinketgeek.com, and they have an uh, an Aegis slash shield pendant. <laughs> I'm done right now. Uh, this is what I want. You've got this next one from Goggles, Ethan. I sure do. Howdy, Thatch, co-hosts, and Puckalonians in general. Goggles here with an email pack with ORAS hype. First off, I was super bummed that I missed the live show, but I hadn't picked up my copy of uh, Alpha Sapphire until later that night, and I wanted to avoid spoilers. I didn't even get to listening to the episode until just a few hours ago. I write these words to you on the, bla- uh, the afternoon of Black Friday for context. But yeah, Alpha Sapphire has been a wonderful journey so far. Uh, I decided to take my time with the game since I beat X in under a week and lost most of its impact as a result. As of now, I'm six badges in with my team of Holly the Sceptile, Sparky the Mudiena, Samba the Lombre, Japanese, uh, a Japanese Gardevoir, and the mighty, uh, the mighty John Bob Frank, the Beautifly. I keep the sixth slot in constant rotation, so time will tell uh, who eventually joins us in our championship run. On the mailbag question, it's hard to pick what exactly my favorite part of Oraz is, but I have to say it's probably the animation. The opening was a beautiful combination of nostalgia and the beauty of Pokemon in the wild. I really hope that they do intros, uh, intros more like, do intros like this more in the future. And the expressions on some of the characters are just amazing. I can't get over how cute me is. Yeah, Boro. Oh, yeah. God, not again. Gets it. Oh, yeah. Goggles, you and me, bro. Or how innocent <laughs> my ideas, seems. Man. Or Flannery is trying too hard, and it's just hilarious. I told, I think Flannery is fantastic in this game. Uh, <laughs> I, I like her. I like her buck teeth. Yeah. <laughs> just on its aesthetic alone, this might be my new second favorite Pokemon game. Well, I think I've gone through, uh, gone on enough for one email. Time for Holly and the gang to put a stop to these sea crazed pirates. Don't explode and die. Goggles. Wonderful. Thank you. Nice. Nice. All right, Viger, you've got this one from 
Sublime Maniac. Sublime Maniac. Manic. 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 Got it. Manic. Words. Manic. <laughs> Manic. Pronunciation. That's how I'd roll. <laughs> how now, Trainer Thatch and whomever you have as co-hosts at this time? Viger, Ethan. Okay. It's your boy, Sublime Manic, writing in again. First and foremost, welcome back to Hoenn, all European players. It's nice for the whole world to be at the party, finally. And there's a lot to this email. Good God. <laughs> that happens. Now for, some, now for some real talk. While I'm enjoying Omega Ruby, and I'm thrilled about what it brings to all the metagames, actually playing through has been pleasant, but not my favorite Pokemon experience to date. Hoenn is a beautiful region, and it was a great choice to put in 3D. But it's not a region I am particularly fond of. It isn't my least favorite region, but it definitely ranks towards the bottom. I didn't play Ruby or Sapphire, so I don't have any direct <laughs> input on this one. While it makes sense, there is just too many water routes, and they are not fun. I also greatly dislike diving. Not fond of having to fit three water HMs onto your water type either. Yeah, I'm kind of impartial to that too, HM slaves. I think one's kind of enough. And after the great diversity of Pokemon available to use and catch in X, Y, and even Black 2 and White 2 before it, the much more restricted Hoenn decks is disappointing to return to for playing through the story. And the rival in Hoenn was the first that really did not care for, although your mileage may vary with rivals, they don't. they really don't make them like they used to because apparently the people at the Pokemon company are all big believers in the notion that friendship is magic. <laughs> While it's rather minor, I also love how, as of Gen 5, you could challenge the Elite Four in any order you wanted. Since this is a remake, I understand sticking with the original content. Just like how they removed character customization too, which I am very sad not to have in this game. And nothing says sticking to the original like a free legendary five badges in. But I'd have enjoyed it more if they updated these things as well. And I'm not complaining about how convenient the shared experience from XY makes leveling up in this game so convenient. But it did definitely pull the teeth out of the previously more notable fights in the game. In the originals, I always considered Norman to be that gym leader you needed to plan for. Mine has always been setting up Leech Seed, Bulk Up, Breloom. Still works on him. But he was much too easy. He was so much easier this time around. It's kind of a shame, although I wouldn't say I'm upset about it. And not being able to customize the battle screen was a disappointment as well. The retro look is cute for a taste, but not for a swallow. Okay, so overall, I definitely side with you, Trainer Thatch, on general estimations of Hoenn. I am enjoying it greatly, though. It is still a Pokemon game, after all, and I love Pokemon. I realize Hoenn is a beautiful and favorite region for many, and I'm glad that they get to have their moment and feel their oats. Let them feel their oats. It seems most people who cite Hoenn as their favorite region are people for whom RS Ruby Sapphire Emerald was their first Pokemon game. That that's not cute mine. For... It's not the case. Not the case for me. Gen 4 all the way. You don't get that's, opinions. That's cute for them. I like XY better as a game to play through, although I'll probably like the Aura as metagame more since it has more in it. 
As for what I am loving most about Ores, the new rendition of the bicycle theme, the badge redesigns, especially love Flannery's, very fabulous. Wallace's redesign between him and Harley from the anime, Hoenn is a grand gay old time and I'm all for it. Mega Camerupt is so mega adorable. Your arrival finally having a fully evolved starter. Stay fabulous and see you on the flip-flop or perhaps the flop-flip. Sublime Manic. P.S. Be sure to check out Double Trouble on Wednesdays and other regularly scheduled quality articles throughout the week at publicopodcast.com. Also, every time you leave a comment on an article, a shiny EV is hatched. <laughs> it's like an angel awesome. gets its wings. Awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on, we have one more email. It is from the Belgian guy. Hello, everybody. It's the Belgian guy here. I have gotten Omega Ruby since Friday, and I've just beaten the second gym as I'm writing this. I haven't been able to play it a lot since I got schoolwork, but I love it already. The first gym was beautiful. Maybe the most beautiful of all gyms in every game, in my opinion. Good. Good lord. That's a claim. (laughs) I know you guys didn't like Ruby and Sapphire a lot, but they were my favorites. Speak for yourself. I am not saying this to start any controversy or so. I remember watching my brother play Fire Red, and I have played Silver myself. It was my first Pokemon game. But even though I loved it, I was just too young to appreciate it at its fullest. Hoenn was the first generation that I have much memories of, but it was also the first Pokemon game where I would come together with my friends and have battles and talk about Pokemon and have a great time doing this. Hoenn was also the first season of the TV series that I watched religiously, and I loved it. I'm glad I can now go through Ruby again. Not, with, not only with, will the game be fun because it's a great game, but also because of the huge nostalgia. The graphics look amazing so far, so I can really think of the sneaking as really cool. I really like that I can use a Pokemon with egg moves in the game without breeding and stuff. That's actually my favorite thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be... I, I remember once I played Crystal with uh, Chikorita, and Chikorita doesn't learn Vine Whip like it knows in the anime, unless you breed it. So nice. I actually stayed and bred a new Chikorita with Vine Whip. Nice. Even though Vine Whip is an absolutely horrible garbage move. It's a good uh, to start one. It's good to start off with. Yeah, but not one you want to hold on to. Exactly. I can't really say about other new things since I haven't only beaten the second gym, but I just know that secret bases would be the absolute bomb. Wait they till are. next week. <laughs> I also have the primal Groudon figure with my game. Oh, I hate you, and it's chilling <laughs> on my desk right now. I think that I've always want. I think that's all I wanted to say for now. Maybe I don't say it enough, but I really appreciate the work you put into the podcast and the website. And I know that I'm always looking forward to the new episodes and articles on the site. Have a good day, the Belgian guy. Now, before we quit the mailbag, we do have one special pre-recorded email that I would like to play from you now from the fluffiest whimsicott. So we're gonna go ahead and play that right now. Ciao, ragazzi. Uh, my email this week was even longer than usual, and so I decided to follow the way of the goggles and read it out loud for you guys. This way, you get an added bonus. You can play the fantastic game, count how many words Whimsicott mispronounces. I hope you have fun with that. Anyway, the subject of my email was, Look, there's a Whimsicott flying over Slateport City! Hello, Thatch and whomever you could pry from Auras and Smash for two weeks in a row. You guys always say you like narratives, so let me tell you a not-so-little story. It's called How Whimsicott Broke Day One, Without Any Guilt Whatsoever. There was once a little frothy Whimsicott who lived in a land far, far away. 
On a day not so long ago, all her Pokemon friends got an awesome new toy, a colorful gem who could let you travel to a magical land of adventure, and they were very happy indeed. But the gems wouldn't come to Whimsicott's faraway land for a very, very long time, and so she and her little cottony sibling were very sad to be left behind while everyone else was having so much fun. But, lo and behold, some people in the town square said, The gems can be found already, but only some special palaces. And so the little Whimsicott said, I shall go on a quest and bring home the gems for myself and Cottony and Cottony. And so Whimsicott drove and flew on the wind to a nearby palace on Friday afternoon, but alas, her gems were in another mall, I mean, castle. On the next day, the brave and stubborn Whimsicott spent the entire morning traveling to three more castles, but the elusive gems were nowhere to be found. The little Whimsicott thought she'd have to give up on her quest, but that afternoon, more people in the town square said, The gems have been spotted again! They can be found in that volcano! Now, it just happened that this particular volcano was quite close to Whimsicott's home, and so she flew there as fast as she could and searched the two biggest caves in the mountain, but there was no trace of the gems. Whimsicott was able to find a map of the volcano, and there was indeed a much smaller cave on it, which looked like it might have been suited to hold gems, but the map also made it look as if the smaller cave was just a section of the larger one that Whimsicott had already explored. Whimsicott was weary from her travels, and the volcano was awfully crowded. Very strange for a volcano, but that's how it was. And Whimsicott felt like a little dummy for flying around all day chasing after rumors from the town square. And so she returned home and said to the folks in the square, I went to the volcano, but I could not find the gems you were talking about. And the people answered, Did you go into the smaller cave? Because that's where they are. And Whimsicott felt like a much, much, much bigger dummy then. The people in the town square said that there were almost no gems left in the little cave, but Whimsicott decided to get up early on Sunday morning anyway, and ended up ambushing the pixie who was opening up the little cave for the day. She could see two sapphires glittering at the entrance and told the pixie, Kind gentle pixie, I would take two sapphires for my siblings and a ruby for myself. For a kind king had told her that only the red gem would let her meet her favorite mythical beast in the magical land of adventure. But the cave pixie said, I am sorry, I only have those two sapphires left. And Whimsicott, being a good older sister, decided she would take those to her siblings and wait a while for her own gem. But just as she was about to take the sapphires, the kind pixie said, Wait a moment, let me just make absolutely sure that this is all that's left. Oh, look at this shuffle rock, that's one other sapphire. And Whimsicott thanked the cave pixie very, very much and took the three sapphires and flew home to her siblings and they had many fabulous adventures in the magical land and lived happily ever after. The end. Okay, guys, I swear, the mall where I bought the games is called The Volcano. So, yeah, I got Alpha Sapphire early, yay, but since almost everyone else had it already and I didn't go around bragging or posting spoilers on the internet, I didn't feel bad about it. Except for getting it before Belgian Guy, but by the time this is right, he'll have it too, so I hope he won't find. 
Thank you and thanks to the king, Bam, not Elvis, for suggesting Omega Ruby, but fate decided otherwise. I'm probably getting it anyway, once I've fully satisfied my love of water and of the color blue. It will be nice to spend the cold winter months among fire-type Pokemon, pools of lava and thin magmas to warm hoodies. The mailbag in a quick list because this is way too long already. My favorite parts of Auras so far. The vibrant colors, the GBA graphics in the beginning, the way Wormpole curls up and goes to sleep when you make it faint, the fact that you meet your rival on Route 103 in front of the small round pond from the intro, the effigy of Lord Helix plastered in every wall, kneeling on the ground to talk to the people who are sitting on it, the fact that badges are pills for the first time ever, the mountains and islands in the background when you battle on a beach, the Daxnaf, oh my Arceus, the Daxnaf! It's like being on a constant treasure hunt! Plus, finding special Pokémon right among the others of the species makes a lot of sense, and it gives the game a great sense of realism, which I didn't get at all from the chance of hidden abilities and hordes in X and Y. All in all, 9 out of 10, too much water would join Team Aqua anyway, but I'd wear a blue hoodie. Fluffy flip-flops, the fluffiest whimsicott. And thanks for that, Whimsicott. It's uh, great to hear your own voice, and it's also nice not to have to read a billion words. Yeah. <laughs> that's always so very appreciated so I guess that's it for the mailbag this week our green Taurus badge as we decided while listening to Whimsicott's email what is going to be Sublime Manic this week so congratulations you get the that's... green Taurus badge on our website Woo! <laughs> on top of that uh, so next week we're obviously going to be doing secret bases we're also going to have a guest on Mikey from PokemonCrossroads.com very cool will be joining mm-hmm. us next week so, we're going to talk about secret bases. So, where's your favorite spot for a secret base? How are you setting up your secret base? Send in all of that to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, oh, also send us a QR code of your secret yeah, base. Yeah, please do. And we'll actually yes. start a thread on the forums for this very soon. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's awesome. Oh, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And so, so, after that, I guess we should move on. You should also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Tumblr. Review all of those great things. Uh, review us on iTunes. Please do. That is the most important thing you could do to help Get us out. Get a badge for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I and if you got some extra forward. change jingling around in those pockets, you can donate it to Puckle Podcast. Uh, I would like to say that next week we're also announcing a bunch of UUTC stuff, including the full rule set, the ban list, everything. So keep an eye out for that. That might happen before the episode next week. And uh, so I guess that's about it. UUTC hype. Get ready. It's real. Woo. I'll get prizes put together very soon, and there should be a video for the advertisement like we did last year with Sarge. So, I like that. So hopefully there'll be a new version of that next week. You did get a new camera, so... Yeah, I did. I need to test it out, you know? So, <laughs> I guess until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Ethan. I'm Viger, who is Blackthorn Council. Also known as Viger. <laughs> Shut up about that. And here at the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.